I'm Derek Joyce and I'm here with Paul Onwarda and this is I'm Not The Expert Book. This is a podcast where we'll discuss everything from the most complex ideas that we know nothing about to the simplest ideas that we probably know nothing about either. So put the kettle on, get comfy and join us. This is the first episode of In Thames, Believe It or Don't. I don't fucking care. We're going to have some weird facts today. Fair enough, right? Elephants can hear with their feet, though. Knew that. Did you? Yes. I've adopted two of them, so I would have read all about them. Oh, okay, you know a little bit about elephants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hear with their feet is probably the wrong term to use. They can listen with their feet. Would be more accurate, I think. They detect infrasound, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Yeah. low-frequency vibrations from other animals from up to 20 miles away. That's mad, isn't it? But I suppose it's an evolutionary thing, and I'm going to get onto some more evolutionary stuff for elephants later that's going to make you really fucking angry. Good. Really I angry. like being angry on a Friday. <laughs> Made me really angry. Elephants in Mozambique have started to involve tuskless. Yeah, now I knew that. To combat poachers. I'm sure it's, um, well, obviously it's evolutionary combat. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah, yeah. Now I knew that. Yeah, but you know what strikes me? If they evolve not to have tusks, because, and on, on a side note, there's uh, elephants called joint tuskers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, elephants with massive tusks. Almost And they're like, all very rare and Almost like mammoths, rarer. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not finding them anymore. And if you do find it, it's going to be an evolutionary anomaly. Mm. That one's being born like that. So they mm. are, they're evolving out. But if they evolve out and they don't have tusks anymore, fuckers are just going to find something else that's of medicinal value yeah. that an elephant owns that they will take. So you know this kind Possibly, of... Possibly, Sorry, yeah, go yeah. on, go yeah, on. Yeah, anyway. no, not at all, not at all. Yeah, I mean, like, you're probably right about that. But with the evolution of tuskless elephants, they're, like, they use tusks for building their homes, for foraging... So you've now got a species that is essentially handicapped in survive, you know, in its kind of survival. So it's it's changed. They'll have to adapt. Yeah. yeah so it's yeah. changed like the entire modus operandi yeah, of yeah. the animal. Is it still the same animal then? Because, you know. Ah, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, of course is it, it is. Or is it ah, a new species though, is. you know? Yeah. Because 100%. it's going to have to change how it lives, how it eats, how it feeds. An elephant is not defined with tusks or lack no, of... No, no, but what I'm saying is not having the tusks completely changes the elephant's behaviour and how it survives and how it lives, you know. Yeah, no, I understand that. It's but there's still a cornerstone kind of species. Yeah, yeah. So, no, elephant will always be an elephant. And hopefully they'll be here for a long, long time. Please God, yeah, yeah. I love elephants. Yeah, them. elephants are fantastic. Love they're them. social creatures and they're so intelligent. Yeah. They're so did gr- you know there's... They're surprisingly graceful for something so big. Like, I remember yeah. years ago we were... I was doing a, like a FOSS traineeship thingy in art and mural design. Yeah. It's really cool. But uh, they got us in to do all the signage for the African Plains of the zoo when that opened first, the African Plains kind of section, you know. We done all the signage in there for free. Like, they got that for nothing. I don't, a couple of the, of the animals that my drawings were used for, you know, like, like the information boards at the front yeah, of the pen, yeah. and a little kind of a drawing of the animal. Well, I done the, the African elephant, the white rhino and the oryx. They were mine. 
I think you've told me that before. Yeah. I don't yeah. know whether you told yeah, me that. They're gone now. They were there for, for a good 15, 20 years yeah, and then they were yeah. replaced again. But um, I just remember like spending three, four days like from eight o'clock in the morning till five o'clock in the evening drawing elephants. Like just kind of sitting at the elephant pen, just drawing them. I was just kind of struck by how gracefully they move. Yeah, they're for something they're, they're, so big. Like, yeah, they're great. It's incredible. That's kind of when I fell in love with elephants. I'd never really kind of paid the much heat up to then, you know. But uh, and it just had great crack. It, there was a couple of baby ones, and you know, and you know, it was great crack sitting there for yeah. hours. Well, hours in the middle of January, you know, in the freezing yeah, cold, I mean, draw the <coughs> elephants. But now I really. Yeah, I really kind of bonded with them, I suppose you'd say, nearly. Just, yeah. you know, just from observing them for so long, like so intently. Really yeah, cool. elephants are fantastic. Yeah, love them, love them. Rasputin, the mad ah, monk, the Rasputin. black monk, the holy devil, was never a monk of any description. That's right, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he was of his own kind of, his own cult, wasn't he? He was, uh, he claimed to be a mystic healer, yeah. that kind of thing. His own cult and I, I i'm sure it fell under the, the banner of a cult yeah but, didn't he uh, use that to kind of wheedle his way in with the serena that all came later on but yeah, yeah. okay so we'll get on to that the moment. one we're talking about is the the clisty that's c-h-l-y-s-t-i that's a sect was it it was a sect established by Rasputin and believed that only through the committing of sins and subsequent repentance could one get closer to God. Right, okay. So the argument for, listen, see that, that shit you're doing over there, that's, that's a bit immoral. Mm. That's, that's fucking disgraceful. And he's saying, yeah, but it's but the repentance of me doing yeah. that is what's going to get me closer to God. Yeah. So that's how he... But also how he got into... Yeah. <clears throat> you know, into favour with the Serena. See, that, that, that is the correct word, isn't it, for the the Sar's wife, the Serena, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Was their daughter was gravely ill? No. Gravely Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It was the son. Was it the son? Yeah. The son was gravely um, ill and she kind of employed him as a faith healer. And she... Nah. Yeah, and she kind of used that to try, you know, to kind of wheedle... Well yeah, okay, I'll get to it. Yeah. I'll get to it later. Stop jumping ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. He did pull the wool over all their eyes and all that kind of crack. Yeah. Obviously, he wasn't who he was cracked up to be. No. Well, look, I'll get through it and it'll all become apparent right. and it'll all become obvious and everything that you've said that is correct, except for Alexi, who was the son. Alexi, Roger, yeah. You're right. And it was haemophilia. That's that's yeah, right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so. Yes. Slow your roll there, buddy. Right. Okay. 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 See, that's that's the only part of Rasputin I'm really familiar with is the kind of you know okay. pre-revolution Russia. That's okay. Like that's the angle where I would have come across and would have been reading about kind of you know Russian revolution stuff and things like that. Right. Okay. So um, it wouldn't have been necessarily him. No. He was, no, just, was just kind he, of a, a passing thought. Yeah. Not for you, well, but no, for for what kinda, you were reading. He was. Yeah. Like he yeah, was. Yeah. He was kind of pivotal to a lot of it too, but Again, yeah, yeah. Stop getting ahead of yourself, buddy. Right, right, go on. Rasputin was born on the 22nd of January, 1869 in the Siberian village of, here's a forewarning that this is a Russian named village, these are Russian named people. And you're not And Russian. I'm about to make a bag to the whole thing. Okay. 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 
Pokrovskoya Grigory Yefimovich was the only child of seven to reach early childhood. Okay, so, so six of his siblings passed on. Yeah, in there would have been, there was obviously, there was a, a massive mortality rate. Yeah, of course, there was. Yeah. At 19, he married Pruskovia Fedorova. Fedorov. I look, I fucking. Fedorov. No. You're not even looking at it and it's fucking... Spell it out to me there. I've written it. F-Y-O-D-O-R-O-V-I-N-A. Fyodorina. <laughs> Fyodorina. Fyodorovsky. Proskovia Dubrovina. I'm skipping our middle. Dubrovnova. Yeah. Who gave him four kids. Okay. This was at 19, so 1869, 1880-something-ish. Okay. Yeah. Gave him four kids. Not digging the whole marriage thing. Rasputin wandered as far as Greece and never came back. <laughs> He's fucking, he was already a fucker and he hadn't even established himself. <laughs> he entered a monastery in the Urals and it was there he, he passed himself off as a self-made holy man with supernatural healing abilities. Okay. He wasn't down, he also, as well as not being into the whole marriage thing and faithfulness, he wasn't down with the whole priests are celibate kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. He accused the Russian Orthodox monks of uh, participating in homosexual acts, claiming that a monastic life was not suitable for him and was a breeding ground for frustration and violence. Now, he wasn't exactly wrong. No, no he definitely wasn't. And I'm not, this is not a me castigating any religion or orthodoxy or anything like that. Yeah, but but celibacy not, is... Yeah, it's it's not natural. Then. Yeah, it just, yeah. You know. It's human and animal instinct to want to... To reproduce. Reproduce and yeah. extend your lineage kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, so that's that was awful. He wasn't wrong there. But anyway, so he told them they were all homosexuals. <laughs> and fuck you, lads, I'm out of here. Right, so he, he wandered. After he was introduced to Tsar Nicholas II in 1903, which is getting to where you were talking about, yeah. he was requested to pray for the recovery of their son, who was a hemophiliac, yeah. Yeah. Alexei. Now, he was requested, they didn't just stop people on the street and say, here, listen, no, you they, pray for Alexei. Yeah, I'm sure no, they decreed it, was, it yeah. but he, he endeared and ingratiated himself into noble society and yeah. eventually met the Tsar. Yeah. Who said, I've heard of you. Will you pray for my son yeah. who's a hemophiliac? And it became much more than just praying for him. Yes. Because... But again, you're getting ahead of yourself. Oh, okay. The story goes that he had a hypnotic effect and helped cure Alexei's hemophilia. History records that Rasputin took Alexei off his regimen of aspirin, mm. which is a known blood thinner. Yeah. yeah. So he, his bleeding would have stemmed or stopped or at least not being as bad. Yeah. And that's where he he would have gained his notoriety as, my God, he is a fucking healer. This man is the Messiah kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? Rasputin had a proclivity for society ladies. He did. And again, as we said earlier, he pushed his narrative of, if you want to get closer to God, you've got to... Sin. Commit the sin and And then then repent repent. and show your repentance. So... As much as he loved them, they loved him. Sounds like a typical cult leader, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, multiple wives. You can't have sex with anybody, but I can. That kind of thing. 
Yeah. Fucking, what was that? Um, the uh, David Koresh. No, that was Texas. What yeah. was the one in South America? In Guyana. Oh, fucking Jonestown, was it? Jonestown, yeah. yeah. Drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. But anyway, so, so Rasputin had a proclivity for women, as we said, and that made him an enemy of their husbands. Of course. Uh, as Naturally, it would, yeah. yeah. In 1915, the Tsar left to command the Russian forces in World War I. In his absence, the Tsarina took over and allowed Rasputin to select his own clique of public officers. So that's how he got in or close to high office. Yeah, he got into her bed and then he got into government. Yeah. I didn't see any historical facts that said he got into her bed. Oh, he did. It's oh, reasonable to assume. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a lover of society don't ladies. Don't know what books you're reading but yeah, yeah. That, that's anyway. an established fact, yeah. So, yeah. Another bunch of nobles said, nah, and they conspired to kill him because he was now threatening the legitimacy and the stability of the monarchy. Yeah. Okay, so they were like, no fucking way can, can this be allowed to go on. They said, we're going to kill him. They, here's the thing I read, right? They summoned Rasputin to a party. I wouldn't go anywhere that someone summons me. I'm have oh. a party here, and you've been duly summoned to this yeah, party. Yeah, it's, it's kind like, of court, you, though, man. isn't it? You know yeah, what I mean? bullshit, the though. Court. So they summoned him to a party and fed him wine and cake laced with poison yeah. that had no effect. Yeah. When they noticed it had no effect on him, they got impatient and shot the shit out of him and it fucked him in an icy river. Yeah. It did kill him. Yeah, yeah. All no, the shots. The river did. <laughs> all of it did. Yeah, like they yeah. shot multiple times Poison they shot him shot it was brown, a fucking yeah. it was a 19, 1915 drive by and they shot him and they yeah. fucked his body in a river yeah so that whole crawled back brown, out yeah. bullshit whatever you learn from the Boney M song I isn't true forget about the bleeding anyway, Boney M song so the mad monk was never a monk he was mm-hmm. mad and he was a serial opportunist yeah yeah total con man yeah total con man the shortest commercial flight 57 seconds <laughs> Right? Fucking hell. Legitimately, yeah. It's from Westray Island in the Orkneys to Papa Restray. In favourable winds, they can do it in 57 seconds. In bad weather, if the winds are against them, it takes a whole two minutes. That's fucking ridiculous. I know. Yeah. Okay. Check in, it takes longer than it takes <laughs> to get there. Jeez. Yeah, God. now in fairness, it's only an eight-seater plane that flies twice a day uh, from Westray Airport. Would you not get a fucking boat? You can get the boat, but it takes about an hour. It's a walk-on ferry that they have. If you're a businessman, you have to make an urgent business meeting, you know? Okay. Yeah, I <laughs> you can't yeah. afford when, the hour ferry, you know? It's yeah. in five minutes, better get that two-minute flight. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. off. But, um, yeah, there's 600 people live on the island of Westray. Uh, and there's a number of archaeological sites with uh, Viking settlements dating from 3,500 BCE. On which island? Was pretty interesting. On Westray Island. Right, okay. Which was thought okay. was pretty interesting. Which is more okay. interesting than the, the flight. Yeah, and that's they have... That a, flight, that use of fuel, that, mm-hmm. and that's the whole pollution thing. That that pissed yeah. me off. And I love and this. You know what else they have on the island? This what? is all they have on the island. A shop, a church, and a pub. They need another pub. And a heritage centre for the Viking for the Viking villages thingy. You know, there's, um, I think, and I'm not sure if it's coming to play yet, but France have banned internal flights. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know much more about it than the headline. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of climate action thingy majiggy, isn't it? Yeah. Which everyone should be doing. Yeah. You know? Oh, actually, I, I forgot to mention just on the last one there, the, the what you call it, the airline who operates that flight. It's called Logan Air. So I'm giving a shout out to Logan who's listening. Okay, to who owns his own airline? 
<laughs> Stop doing short haul flights, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are Logan. You have, you've even got an airline called after you. Have you ever heard of an oubliette? Yes. What? In the movie The Labyrinth. The Labyrinth? Yeah, the oubliette. The, the Labyrinth? Oh, I've, yeah, I are you just... talking about the... Are you talking about Labyrinth? Yeah, with David Bowie. Yeah. Does an oubliette... I can see David Bowie saying the word oubliette. Okay, mm. what is it? Is it a glass sphere? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's nothing as nice as that. The only thing I could think of there was that, you know? Maybe I'm miles off, I don't know. The term oubliette comes from the French verb oublier, meaning to forget. Yeah. So it's j'oublier, t'oublier, uh, ils, elles, on, oublier, nous, oubliants, vous, oublier, and blah, 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 blah. Just and it just means it's, it's I forget, you forget, he, she, one oh, forgets. Okay. Oh, yeah. We forget, plural. They forget, masculine, they forget, feminine, plural. Like, yeah, oubli- yeah, but I mean, that makes sense because yeah, the glass yeah. spheres okay. that he has in Labyrinth. So it means to forget. Memories. The oubliette in the Middle Ages was an infamous torture method. The method was to drop prisoners into a, this picture a, a, a shore with the the grill of the show that you're looking at on the yeah, street yeah, yeah. like not a covered one you know that grill on the side of the street that takes yeah. flood water away yeah, yeah, yeah. okay that's the oubliette and the method was to drop prisoners into that deep narrow pit and walk away Just forget them. about them yeah. no food no light unable to move because it was so narrow and, and the so Nazis long. did something similar as well I'm saying okay and dismissing it because there's, don't talk I, about there's it. much worse. No, I, I yeah, yeah, no, but the there Nazis, is a room man. at Auschwitz literally like that. It's it's person sized, it's fucking steel door, and they just literally put you standing up again, you know, in it and just fucking slam the door, and you could not move. Uh, yeah, you. okay. They just left you there. Yeah, yeah. I I've Horrendous. got worse than that. Mm, okay. But okay. Sometimes prisoners were fed and left to descend into madness mm. because they had no light, no communication. There was no noise. No one could hear them. And they'd be left in these oubliettes with the remains of prisoners that had been there before them. Yeah, yeah. They didn't use it every week or every month or every yeah, year. But exactly. when they did, they didn't clean out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Okay. There would be rats in there as well. So you'd be left and your only company would be rats. And it was fucking, it was a, a fate worse than hell. Yeah. yeah. Sounds so like it's it. fucking brutal. Oubliettes have been discovered in castles from Turkey to France and the UK, Wales, and Ireland. And I didn't find any evidence of oubliettes in Scottish castles, though I'm sure they were there because the whole British Empire thing. Yeah, it would make sense. Maybe they weren't, but there definitely wasn't any in Edinburgh Castle. And I looked at a few of them, but that's one I do remember seeing where there was no evidence of. Okay. One of the most infamous oubliettes, and this fucking, wow, this, this is where I said, I've got worse than what the Nazis did. And they, mm. they seal you in and close the door and you can't move, you're standing mm. up. This oubliette is located in Leap Castle in Offaly in Ireland. Okay. Okay. It's within a building cheerfully named the Bloody Chapel. I've heard of that. In the 15th century, the O'Carroll clan seized Leap Castle and made use of its oubliette. They purportedly fitted the dungeon with wooden spikes to impale anybody unfortunate enough to be captured by them and condemned to that oubliette. In the 17th century, the Derby family took ownership 
of the castle and allegedly made a dreadful discovery in the dungeon when they were cleaning the whole place out. So this is a couple of hundred years on. There were three cartloads of skeletal remains removed from that oubliette. So Leap Castle is one of the most haunted, inverted commas, yeah. castle in Ireland. Isn't that fucking horrendous? Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. I'd yeah. still argue that what, that what the Nazis did was worse though. Yeah, go At for least it. being impaled, um, you know, it's, it's relatively quick. No, that's not, they're not saying you died. No, yeah. Maybe if it was impaled, maybe it's a foot long. It doesn't have to be up to enter into your body from the bottom side and yeah, fucking yeah. come out the top of your head. Yeah, no, slow death. I suppose, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. No, just the, the, the fucking thoughts of just being there in complete darkness, completely penned in, yeah. and just left, like just left. Yeah, isn't that just, fucking nuts? And that's if take your weeks. You were impaled. Take your weeks. That's if you down. had sustained an injury. Mm. Quite a few of them I was reading about. There, you're put in a dark room and it's it's slanted towards that grate I was describing, yeah, that, yeah. that shore. Yeah. And if you're in a dark room and you're locked in there, you're going to find your way around in the darkness, holding out yeah. and down and around by the walls. And eventually you're going to fall into that oubliette. Yeah. You're going to fall into that shore. Right. And that's where... Being imprisoned in a dark room with no food and no company and, and no light gets light years worse. Yeah. Like you're just, you find that you're stuck in this. Like human size One foot room. by half foot yeah. hole. <laughs> you, <laughs> you oh, fuck move. that. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, horrendous, horrendous. Yeah, and I remember hearing about the one in Auschwitz and it's, it's always dead with me. Like it's something that's, I just can't imagine a worse way to die. I just can't. It's like, Jesus Christ. The level of fucking depravity and evil required to fucking even come up with that. Something a, a little less gruesome, although not by much. A humpback whale was found in the Amazon jungle. I remember seeing that article. Yeah, it was only in 2019, February 2019. The body of an approximately one-year-old uh, humpback whale was found in a mangrove clump um, in, in northern Brazil, 49 feet from the riverbank. Scientists were kind of baffled, but they reckon what's most likely happened was it had died out to sea. Its body was washed into the, the, into the Amazon River system, and then when the tides receded, it was kind of left. That's a hell of a fucking tide. I know, yeah, yeah. 49 feet, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've no explanation for it, but that's a hell of a fucking tide. Yeah, well, it's the Amazon River. It's, you know, it's big. It is, yeah, but so are whales. <laughs> no, yeah, it was, it was only a one-year-old juvenile, but still big, still yeah. massively. That's big. still fucking huge. Yeah, yeah, but it was dead, so it was kind of just washed in. Like they reckon it was dead before it ended up in the river system. Like ah, uh, yeah, that's usually the the way yeah. it works. I'm not saying that's the way it did work, but yeah. that's usually the way it yeah. works. Yeah, so like it didn't go swimming up the river. Like it, it washed up. There's a place in Turkey called Derinkuyu. Have you ever heard of it? No. D-E-R-I-N-K-U-Y-U in the Cappadocia region. Sorry, the central Anatolia region. Derinkuyu in Cappadocia in Turkey. Several million years ago, volcanic eruptions laid layer upon layer of ash onto the Anatolia region of Turkey. And I think it might have been Looking at a map, so it's obviously a European volcano. I think it was Vesuvius or Etna 
or something like that. And we went through them in error. And the Campy Flegre, you know, yeah. the, the fucking massive Caldera. Caldera, that's yeah. the word yeah, I was looking for. Yes, for. yes. Yeah, that's what it was from. And it's a specific kind of ash that was compacted into rock that was relatively easy to carve, but was still sturdy. And the mixture of that rock that was made over a million years is present in the cement that was used to build all the massive buildings in, in Rome and for the Roman Empire, like the, the fucking Colosseum and all that kind of thing. They all contain the same kind of materials. Right. So they had this massive bedrock of volcanic rock that had been laid down over a million years. That's pretty relatively easy to carve when you're going into into fucking concrete and rocks and shit like that. And they carved out this underground city that housed 20,000 people. Wow. Under, like, underground. 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 Oh, cool. In 1963, in 1963, workers renovating a surface home. And I had to laugh when I read surface home <laughs> just to make that distinction. Yeah, yeah. So they were renovating a surface home, collapsed a wall, revealing a room behind that had never been used before. Okay. And that room led to a corridor, a passageway, excuse me, which in turn led to a deep labyrinth of rooms and tunnels. Aye. And this was Darren Kuyu. It housed 20,000 people and it's dated from 1600 BCE to 1200 BCE. Oh, okay. So it's not currently occupied. No. Oh, okay. No, like still... there's, I mean, I'm sure it could be if people wanted to go and subsist, yeah. Yeah. but it's a tourist attraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking, no, this read, Turkey's, I thought there was still people Turkey's in there. Covered, yeah. covered with these things. Yeah. But cool. Darren Kuyu is just the most famous. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Just go to It's an enormous can. 18 level underground city. 18 levels? 18 levels. Jesus. I think there's only eight of them are, are possible to be able to be visited right, right, by right, people. Right, yeah. So obviously excavations yeah. and cavings and all kind yeah, of shit yeah, yeah. over of millennia. 18 levels, complete with kitchens, bedrooms, bathrooms, food storage rooms, oil and wine presses. Very, very important to have wine presses. Of course. Yeah, no Naturally. fucking about with these lads. Natural animal. Wells, weapon storage areas, churches, schools, tombs and animal stables. Wow. More than 50 ventilation shafts are brought into the complex from outside. So it's down through the rock yeah, yeah. and the air yeah, descends. Yeah, like and a network mines, yeah. of air ducts distribute the air that came down throughout the entire city. So it's not just... Uh, do you ever see World of Worlds? Yeah. Do you ever see the Tom Cruise World of Worlds? I, I think I got about 20 minutes. <laughs> it's an excellent film. Is it? Yeah, it's great. It's very good. Oh, I love the original. Um, there's a part in... I love Jeff Wayans. There's a part in the fucking World of Worlds film, the Tom Cruise one, where... What was the guy that was in Shawshank Redemption? Uh, Tim Allen. Not Tim Allen. Tim Robbins? No. Tim something. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Not the fourth time he was in a movie with Tom Cruise. He's no, digging on, he He's get? digging a hole in his basement and he's saying, well, we'll build underground and maybe one day we'll... He's that character in the World War story yeah. that says, and we'll build underground, we'll create a whole new system society. of living and society. Yeah. And one day we might capture a machine, then we can, then we're the ones coming up from underground to, de to defeat them. Kind of shit. This place is nothing like that little hole he was digging in his basement. Yeah, yeah, this it's, is a city. This so is a, it's a fucking city. It's, it's well thought out. It's city, well like, planned. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, no, anyway, eight? what's the other Tom Cruise movie that Tim Robbins is in? I don't fucking know. He's in the original Top Gun. You only see him for like... Oh, jeez, fuck that. Five I, seconds. I saw that once and I don't he, think I saw oh, the whole lot of it. It's one of my favourite movies. No way. It's right up there, yeah. Right up in the top three movies of all time. There's an eight kilometre tunnel that connects Darren Kuyu to another underground city, Kaimakli, eight kilometres away. Okay, so it's a city... So, yeah, I suppose eight kilometres away, yeah. There's enough of a, of a distance to kind of say that they're not just, you know, another part of the same city. Oh, Jesus, couldn't be. Mm. Fucking, um, this, we're talking, this is fucking BC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. what are we, three and a half thousand years ago at this age? Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, would that not be just another part of the same city like, if you've not seen it you're hardly building two cities that close together like you know what there's I mean? not two cities there's dozens of these things yeah yeah. like yeah. they're everywhere it's just this one is the is the most famous yeah and this bedrock that they can carve into is obviously not just in one small area yeah it's and in then, a lot yeah. and then they hit hard it's rock and they can't dig yeah. into that so they go a little bit further away and they start digging again yeah 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 now, experts believe that in a time of war, a city's people would evacuate to Darren Kuyu and wait out the invading horde of whoever it was. Mm. It's a but good plan. Is it a good plan? Does an army above ground where they can source their own food? Yeah, they can wait you out. They yeah, wait you out. If they know you're there. After obviously, how are you not going to know? Where did those 20,000 people go? Yeah. There's footprints there. Follow them. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. we're talking about livestock and everything else and carrots and all that kind of crack. So yeah. they knew they would be there. And when they went into Darren Kuyu, they could roll big boulders in front of the entrance that you couldn't move from the yeah. outside without enormous effort. Yeah, yeah. And so if you had your invading army, as you said, just wait them out. You're going to win the waiting game. Mm. Experts have said this is what it is and that's what it was for and that's what they did. And other people have come up and made that argument that we're making that. Yeah. Really? That's what they did? Because that doesn't seem all that fucking sensible. Yeah, well, is there any difference to, you know, the kind of surrounding villages moving inside the castle walls when the castle's under attack and then, yeah. you know, then you're under siege then. Yeah, well. but like they're, the, hmm. it's defensible. They can, they're under siege and they can defend themselves. I suppose, But yeah, when you're in yeah. this underground, underground you metropolis, can't really defend it, yeah. You know? Hmm. So what are you going to do? Fucking... Shout abuse up the air. <laughs> the central Anatolia region where Darren Kuyu is was a very important trading hub between Asia and Europe. Whoever controlled that region obviously had control over a much greater area mm. and possibly of control over other great empires. If you control that region... The Ottoman Empire and whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, the Romans invaded that by times as well. So this is where those facts come from. As I was saying, once within the underground city, a large boulder could be rolled into place to prevent further entry or exit, whatever way you want to look at it. Yeah. That eight kilometer tunnel that leads to another city isn't a feasible route for 20,000 people plus livestock right. to use be a to get to that other city. Doesn't make sense. So it's not an escape yeah. route. Maybe. It's... It's an access passage to that city, but not for that many people, yeah, yeah. you know? So yeah. looking on the, the broader scale of things, about 12,800 years ago, what's known as the Younger Dryas Period Accord. Have you ever heard of the Younger Dryas? Okay. No. 
this this was this is what I'm there shaking my head forgetting this is an audio thing. Yeah, this is what got me switched on to the whole Darren Kuyu thing. Mm. So it was kind of backtracking. But the younger driest period was when the world returned to ice age conditions having only come out relatively recently from an ice age for a period of a thousand years or so. Temperatures dropped, plummeted. And in two, like that today. In 2007, experts suggested a possible meteor impact from the torrid meteor stream hit Earth, causing catastrophic temperature drop. Mm. Cloud of ash blocking out the zone or... Yeah. Yeah. And oh. incidentally, and it does happen and has happened since. Yeah. yeah. Tunguska in 1908 yeah, yeah, yeah. was from the torrid meteor shower. Oh, okay. Tunguska, yeah. That's, that's in Siberia, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that was the air blast that flattened all those trees. That's you know, right, the, yeah. and there's, there's obviously there was no one around to witness it. And if they did, they didn't write it down. And they didn't make and any they noise. They didn't take photograph. And they didn't no fucking email. They didn't get a mobile phone mm. movie or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, but we've seen the yeah, seen the aftermath, as they say. Yeah, in 2016, scientists discovered a 31 kilometer wide crater beneath. 930 metres of ice in northwest Greenland. And this is what they think the impact was. Cool. Now, by contrast, the Chicxulub impact crater that wiped out the dinosaurs or, or set that ball rolling was 200 kilometres wide. And this is only 31 and a half kilometres. So whereas Chicxulub was, say, a medicine ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Greenland crater was only a golf ball right. or, or a pebble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a P, depending <laughs> on the impact, the speed of impact. Yeah, cool. It was a 1.5 mile wide iron meteorite that they say hit Greenland, right? And that's what caused it. I'm actually it. reading a book about it at the moment. Good, excellent. <laughs> well, it's not, it's a it's a science fiction book, but it's... <laughs> okay, okay. I was going to say I'm interested, but no. No, it relates. I'd rather read the It's fact. Lincoln Child's Deep Storm. Right, uh, okay. So it's actually quite good. This 1.5 mile wide iron meteorite hitting the earth would have dumped millions of tons of melt water into the Atlantic, disrupting the North Atlantic drift. You know that that warm current that runs up and across the Atlantic and then the oh, West Coast of Ireland? I do, the North yeah. Atlantic drift, yeah. So it disrupted that and that would have affected temperatures globally. So Darren Coyu, possibly a refuge for this fucking... Away from that, I suppose, to... This momentary in in an evolutionary scale, in a, an evolutionary scale, like massive time scale, would have just bailed people into there. Yeah, and that's why maybe that's why they built it. Which seems, there, which I mean, there was a whole now that's just ridiculous argument until they found the crater below Greenland, and yeah. then they can work backwards and find out how big and what composition this thing needs to be to create that crater. And maybe they found evidence of this iron meteorite mm. in that crater. Usually that's what happens, yeah. Yeah. It becomes more plausible. Yeah. And not not all, so now I believe it, but it's more plausible to me that that's what it was than a fucking hidey hole against <laughs> an invading army where they can You're just, just wait out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if they find your air holes that you've drilled in the ground, just then just them. drop firebombs in there yeah, you yeah. know that kind of shit yeah. or fucking dead animals them. yeah you know yeah. that kind of shit so I don't know 
It's it seems a little more plausible to me anyway. It does. It does. It, seems, it makes more sense. Certainly. Now, I'm sure you've seen some pretty crazy things for sale on eBay over the years. Not as crazy as the ones I've seen on Wish.com. Oh, Jesus. No, it's funny you mentioned that. I see it. Now, I, look, I get it. English isn't their first language and it's probably just poorly translated from the Chinese or whatever. But I seen one yesterday, right? It's those, you know, those little diorama figures that you make. Yeah. Like Airfix models, but yeah, they're people. Yeah. <laughs> it was a gift set of Chernobyl rubble cleaners. So the guys with the fucking backpacks. That's and the, But a gift set. <laughs> but it's not Plus even what the you translations. Want from the person you love, it's not you even know? the translations that do for me. Mm. It's the fucking utter garbage. It well, it's utter garbage. But there's light up testicles that you hang off the back of your bike. I haven't seen that. Or the back of your car. Have you not seen the, no. the car testicles? I'm going to fucking Google that right now while you're going <laughs> car on. Car testicles. hilarious. Be careful Googling that. Then. You don't know no. what you'll get. Fucking vehicle <laughs> testicles on Wish.com. I'm sure of it. Jesus Christ. Like, why would you? Why would you? It's fucking... I don't know. While Dell's Googling that, what I, I came across... <laughs> still can't believe this. An Australian guy listed New Zealand for sale on eBay. They don't have a great relationship, do they? No. And basically, he started at one Australian cent and he had bids up to three and a half thousand Australian dollars when eBay finally noticed and took it down. Fuck's sake. Now, the reason I've included that is because I want to tell a little story as well. For anyone that doesn't know, we can actually see eBay, eBay's European headquarters from where we're sitting right now. It's just around the corner from us. And I'll always remember when it first opened, when my kids would be misbehaving, we tell them we're going to bring them over to eBay and sell them. <laughs> That's fucking... That's <laughs> terrible. When I was in my 20s, I, was, I always swore I was going to take my kids to see Santa's grave. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Seeing that as a meme already on Facebook here now, Santa. Oh, I thought it up 30 years ago, man. Yeah, and I remember in 2020, everyone was telling their kids Santa died of COVID. No, I don't remember that at all. No. That was a Facebook thing or a TikTok thing or something. I don't bloody know. I, I, I don't do TikTok. Well, no, neither do I. I tried. I tried, but fuck that shit. No interest at all. I tried for um, animation purposes. Yeah, yeah. You know, the... I understand why you were... Benson and Frickley, yeah. I've little 15 second insert things that I was going to pop up there, but I never put one up and I was like, yeah, I can... So I have a profile on TikTok and if you go on TikTok, you can follow me or whatever, you'll never see a fucking thing. Because <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm too old. No, I've never even, I've never even installed the app. No, couldn't be arsed. Few, few of the people I live with are on it already. Not for me, not for me. Facebook is bad enough. And just send them Paul a picture of car testicles. Oh God, here we go. Let me see. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're fucking car testicles. Why? It's pendulous testicles for your car. <laughs> fucking why? Yeah, because people buy them, that's why. Fuck me. That's ridiculous. I mean, I've seen some stupid things hanging on a fucking car. Ah, but... uh, do you know what I seen actually about a year and a half ago in the car park over in the Blank Centre? It was a, like a bread van type vehicle. You know, one of those fucking square box vans. And they had a Woody and Buzz Lightyear fucking cable tied to the fucking... Like, they had fucking Woody cable tied to the back bumper and then bu uh, Buzz cable tied to Woody's leg. Yeah, I've seen... Very I've good. Seen, I've seen memes on, on fucking... On the internet 
of of people that have those fucking U-Haul trucks. Yeah, basically and those, they yeah. have a buzz reaching down and helping, holding the hand of a, yeah. a woody dog. But that's essentially what this was, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. exactly what <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely so okay, well, look at Done a major double take when I seen it in the car park. Ah, it's fucking class. Really cool, really cool, yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard of Matusla? In what context? The star. Yes. Star Matusla. It's unique in some ways because... Uh, believed it could potentially be older than the universe I hope you have an explanation doesn't make an awful lot of sense doesn't make a lick of sense not an awful lot Um, of sense okay so Howard Bond the lead author of a 2013 study by Pennsylvania State University and Space Telescope Science Institute in Baltimore which I find really weird the Pennsylvania State University is in Baltimore Maryland Mm. it's not Maryland it's Baltimore Pennsylvania no it's Maryland Maryland. Yeah. My apologies, Kevin, if you're listening. That's one of our regular listeners is from Maryland. Okay. And if I got it wrong, Kevo, let me know. But <laughs> I, I was told by an American that it wasn't Maryland. It's Maryland. Which I never thought it was. Anyway. Okay. Right. Anyway, yeah, I always thought Baltimore was in Maryland, Maryland, whatever it is, uh, not Pennsylvania. But anyway, right, listen, I, I've gone way off on a tangent. Right, so <laughs> Pennsylvania State University and Space Telescope Space Institute in Baltimore factored in information about the star's distance, brightness, composition and structure. As a result, he explained that he measured Methuselah at an age of, of 14.5 billion years uh, with a residual uncertainty that makes the star's age comparable with the age of the universe. That uncertainty is plus or minus 800 million years. Right, so it could be out yeah, by, yeah, yeah, yeah. could be 800 million years older or 800 million years younger. Meaning Methuselah could be around 13.7 billion years old, which would make it slightly younger than the universe. Okay. So I think it's more likely that it okay. is. Okay, yeah, but... It's quite possible before stars to form, though. Have people proved his findings? Because, I mean, that's the way it works. They come up with these things and say, this looks fucking weird. And then somebody looks at it and says, yeah, you're right. Or no, you actually didn't carry the one. <laughs> or something. You know, I know what I mean? What you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, to the best of my knowledge, yes, it has been proved that uh, it's 14.5 billion years old yeah. with a plus or minus 800 yeah, million yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying. Margin I, of error. I mean, I don't fucking margin know anything about it. But, uh, yeah. I so was watching a documentary during the week and you always get into conversations with people and says, I only saw. A, a show the other week and it could be fucking months or years ago when they saw it yeah like yeah, yeah but I literally since the last time we were in here recording I was watching a documentary and astronomers have found black holes or suspected black holes that are bigger that can be explained for them to be they're, okay. they're, the length of the, the universe which is 14.8 or something isn't it 14 13.8 Billion years old, yeah, or yeah. fourteen point eight. I can't yeah. remember. That a black hole shouldn't be able to have grown to the size it is in that in, in that, that period of time. time. There's not enough time has passed for a black for hole it to get to that, be big. that size. Right. For it to because a black hole becomes a black hole from a star collapse yeah. and collapsing well, in on yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And gravity and it becomes, becomes a singularity, so, and then yeah. it, it attracts and it feasts on light and yeah. matter and everything. Yeah, all gravity is so around. intense yeah. that not even light can escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. If the universe is as old as the universe is, and lots of scientists say it is, and this is why, and it's explained away, 
then these black holes are too big to have gone through okay. that process of, of star collapse, singularity yeah. and growth. So are we saying that the black holes are growing faster than we previously thought? I have no are idea. Are we saying that, I have no you know, idea. that the universe and is they, actually older? They didn't say, and this is what, at the end of it, in our last five minutes, this is definitively why that is. So they're still trying to it's, find it's out why. It's still a question to be hmm. an answer found to. So it's likely that the universe is probably older than we think it is? You know. Or, or we don't understand black holes. Or there's holes another well process in the making of that black hole mm. that... That was something different. Yeah, that they the just don't ones, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Cool. But yeah, it was brilliant. Right. Now, my friend, Andrew, that gave me the Erfurt, Germany anecdote that we used in the... Are you talking shit again? ...episode, Are You Talking Shite Again? Which was brilliant. And but go yeah, back and listen. Go to back it. and listen to that one. It's a great episode. Yeah, it's not vulgar. It's not gruesome. It's not, it's it's not gross. Funny. It's fascinating. It's, it's, just it's funny and it's really fascinating. It is actually very, Some very, very interesting yeah, stuff in is. there. Like, but I it was is. Amazed. It's very funny. I just want to give a shout out to Thomas Crapper. Thomas Crapper, the guy who invented the U band. Yep. <laughs> anyway, he gave me another. He he sent me a message and said, "Not Thomas Crapper, my friend Andrew." Right, Send me a message and a link, and he said, "You've got to fit this in somewhere, man." And this, this is fucking hilarious, but I'm sure it wasn't funny if you were there. Okay, so I just <laughs> want to add that little caveat. In. Okay, let's go. Okay, on August the eighth, two thousand and four, the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard, and I'm, I'm not talking about the nuts of thing. This is the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard a rock band be convicted of, ever. Oh, I think I know ever. where you're going here. Ever. Before I go into this, I just want to acknowledge that no band member was actually involved in this, okay? In what I'm about to tell you, there was no band member involved. They, they didn't get convicted of anything, but you will understand why they have the conviction at, at the end of it. Okay, so the Dave Matthews Band, um, what are they, alt-rock, progressive rockers? I have no idea. I, I, I don't listen to them. I don't, I don't. I have no idea. The Dave I've heard Man, of them, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and that's as far as my knowledge <laughs> of them goes. Yeah. The Dave, and, and this. <laughs> the Dave Matthews Band was convicted of emptying 800 pounds of human waste from a tour bus septic tank off the Kinsey Bridge over the Chicago River. Isn't that fucking mental? So when you say no band member was involved, it was the tour bus company. Like it, it, it well, did well, actually well, happen. Well, like this is the thing, and th I'll get on down through, and you'll understand why it's the Dave Matthews band. But the the tour bus was under the employ of the Dave Matthews band. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So it's not like they got a tour bus company and said, "Here, lads, we need." They they got tour buses, but they were under. They would have been the the fucking. Signage on the bus. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, Dave yeah. Matthews. Yeah, this, no, Dave yeah, no, that's yeah, yeah. what I'm saying. So, put, so you know, it was, it was Dave Matthews. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was down to the driver and, you know, and yeah. the band or whatever. Okay. Yeah. It landed, this is the shite off the bridge, <laughs> the 800 pounds of it. It landed on the little lady tour boat and <laughs> all its over 100 occupants passing under the bridge, 300 <laughs> feet below. <laughs> That's like something from a Monty Python sketch. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Okay. The Gossamer Curtain of Chocolate Ragdoll Soup. <laughs> Dude, stop! 
ruined the clothes of the passengers and made it loads and that. loads of people sick. Understand? Yeah. I'd have been if I'd been I'd on the boat, I'd be fucking over into the water straight away. That's what we covered in sewage too, though. Oh man, but but fucking swim, swim out of it. Just covered. I, 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 it was fucking disgusting. Okay. Mm-hmm. When Dave Matthews, when he was told about the incident, just like anybody who wasn't there, just like us, just mm-hmm. like hopefully people listen to this, yeah. he laughed. <laughs> the way you would. Just fucking Jesus As Christ. As you said at the, okay. at the top, Dad, it's funny if you ain't there. Like, <laughs> it's fu- oh, it's funny because it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 However... Dave Matthews and his band were responsible even if they weren't there because it yeah. was under their employee, as yeah. we said. And it was their boss. Steph, the driver, Stefan Wall, said he wasn't involved and he didn't do it. It's not me. Right. I didn't do it. It's not he my fault. It. And eventually he owned up to it me. and said it was me. So he was driving over the, the bridge and there's it's a great... Yeah, so yeah. I'm sure it's at the side where it takes excess water from heavy rainfall yeah. up and off and into yeah. the river and all and that he kind thought of thing. Here's a grand opportunity and he there. just opened the tap or pressed the button the in tank, the bus yeah. and emptied the tank and these poor fuckers <laughs> just happened to be going <laughs> underneath in a tour boat okay <laughs> sex sludge and rock and roll oh fucking hell <laughs> For, he was 42 right hasn't got the fucking <laughs> brain power of a fucking gnat <laughs> and he's 42 years old and thinks this is a good idea <laughs> apart from the fact that somebody might be going underneath on a tour boat it's the Don't whole environmental the thing it, into yeah. the river yeah but that's that's quite so, a common thing though for you know fucking buses with you know with on bar toilets they have to empty the sewage somewhere and it but, but the thing but him rather and he would have been charged with not charged by the the law i mean he was he but was he would, his bus. job he would have been charged with go to a place and empty that and he didn't have to pay for it mm. the 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 thing that was putting him out was the time it took to go there and come back probably or you know or the smell of the bloody bus and it was full up and they needed to take it and blah. I'm not excusing it. I'm just trying to get inside the guy's head. You yeah, know, just... His logic. Like. I don't want to get inside his fucking head. Yeah, no, just his logic for doing it. Like So, yeah, 42-year-old Wall was the driver of violinists Boyd Tinsley's bus when he emptied a tank into the river. So what, they each had their own bus? Yeah. If you're fucking in a rock band and you're <laughs> famous, man. That's ridiculous. You get your own bus, you get your own... Private jet. Crazy shit. You get your fucking, like, all these stories, and this is getting off the topic for a second, yeah. all these stories that you hear about divas, and I'm not talking about women divas, but yeah. male divas as well, but no, but I mean, and their demands in their, their dressing their room ah, before yeah. they go on stage, it's or it's notorious. not. Well, I'm not even saying any particular story, yeah. songstress or whatever, but just... The, the ludicrous, ridiculous demands that they want in their dressing room before they go on stage. Only green m ms yeah. They can't go on stage. Yeah. There's one in, have you seen This Is Spinal Tap? No, I did many, oh, many, many, many hilarious. years ago. They're making a sequel, I believe. I hope not. They are, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't want to say it. I'll have nothing to do with it. But there's one where Nigel 
Tufnell, who's the league guitarist, yeah. is complaining to his tour manager about the size of the bread <laughs> in comparison to the meat inside it. And he's saying, but when you fold open, it all falls apart. And he's, his tour manager saying, well, don't fold the bread. Just kind of fold the meat and fit it in. You've got a little sandwich. And then, but he can't get his head around it. And you're going, damn, but you fold that and it all falls apart. <laughs> and it's fucking ridiculous. It's hilarious. Yeah. But that was, that was a shot at the... Divas yeah, of the industry of course, and yeah. all that kind of thing. So yes, they do have all their dirt. Somebody, I can't remember who like it is, has a, a glass bowl of green M&M's. Oh, I don't know. I, I have heard that before, but I haven't heard Oh, green Skittles, rather. Sorry, green Skittles. I was this last summer years old when I found out that if you eat Skittles individually, it's not as enjoyable as if you eat them in twos. Yeah. Mixed when flavors. you mix the flavours yeah. and they're gorgeous yeah, they're yeah. fucking gorgeous do you ever man. try Skittles vodka no but I can imagine it's nice uh, yeah, I, I haven't I've tried had, it but I've, I've seen had, it done I've had Skittles gin just right. because the Skittle fell in a glass of gin and it was nah, nice no, no, so you, I can understand no, you get a packet of Skittles you leave a bottle of vodka in a bowl with a packet of Skittles overnight and it just basically like when you get up the next morning your Skittles are white yeah it sucks and your vodka is like a purpley kind of match of a colour but everything turns brown it's supposed to be lovely everything turns brown if you mix all the colours together it all fucking turns brown which is why who is the colour it is I suppose (laughs) anyway that gets us back on that's a great segue to get back on on track right (laughs) okay Wall apart from being fired Received a $10,000 fine and an 18-month suspended sentence. I disagree with the suspended sentence. No, what, you reckon he should have been locked up? Even for 30 days, but he should have been in the family. Yeah, no, there's, if you, if you fucking, if you fuck around, you find out. Yeah, well, that's true, yeah. So he had his $10,000 fine, 18 months suspended sentence, sorry about that. All in all, the band paid about 300k in goodwill donations and settlements. They were sued by the city of Chicago. They, they were sued by the people who run the welfare of the river mm. and its environmental state. And yeah, and then they were sued by the tour kind of operator of the boat as well. I'm sure they were f- fucking well sued by that. Yeah, And, then probably and I'm sure the tour operator. And, and they took the boat away to clean it, but that would have been forever the poo boat. <laughs> that's the poo boat over there don't get that one that's the one they got pooed yeah I'm sure I'm fucking telling you what have been, so, have been yeah. like that so, I'm sure like individuals probably sued them as well yeah well I would have but that's with their settlements and their donations so it all comes in under that mm. that bracket the band to their credit have always claimed responsibility for the incident because the coach was in their employment which is yep. what we were saying at the very start in 2009, and this happened in 2004, so in 2009, Dave Matthews was interviewed about it again. Like they were, it, I'm sure it would have been a, a thing they dragged up again. Oh, again yeah, and again. every interview. And they always like, said to him. But apparently, he, he didn't, I'm fucking, I'm done talking about this, guys. He, he facilitated it all the time, which is the right way to do it. It is, yeah. Like, yeah. own it. Yeah. Even though you're not responsible, you're responsible because it was your company's mm. name, blah, blah, blah. And he was quoted as saying, I'll apologize for that for as long as I have to. I didn't have my finger on the button, but it was my boss in my employment, so I feel bad about it. And it's my responsibility, Fair which I think is a really great it's good to see, you know, fucking human. Yeah. Anyone in public life yeah. taking a bit of fucking uh, ownership and 
fucking yeah accountability. It's a good lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's it's a good business lesson. Maybe I will go listen to Dave Matthews next. Um, well, I was about to say I'm not going to go and tell you to listen to Dave Matthews because I don't listen to him. I don't but know, yeah. every time you talk about him and you recount this story and all its hilarity, give him credit at the end because yeah. they fucking deserve it. Awesome. Yeah. So there you go. In terms, believe it. Or, or don't, don't, I don't. I don't fucking care. <laughs> See you next time. See you next week, guys.